Hi, I'm Jonah Donishman. Hey, I'm Elliot Kane. And this is our new podcast. It is called 192 Kilobits Per Second. That's a working title. We don't really have a final title. We're kind of new to this whole podcasting thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. But we're just going to go do our best and see what comes of it. Actually, we're probably going to do our worst. I mean... That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, just put it in just the absolute minimum effort possible. Just pretend like we're doing something important and creative and worthwhile, and eventually people will like us. <coughs> you okay? <laughs> okay. Was that an actual cough? What? That was an actual cough, I think. <laughs> it was. Okay. Uh, anyway, um... Elliot and I are both in um, this noise rock shoegaze band in Louisville, Kentucky, which is where we are based, uh, called the Astral Plains. Um, so we'll probably be talking about that a little bit. Um, Elliot has his own project. Um, I'm going to be talking about that. Um, it's called Somnolescent. It's very sad, sometimes very angry. The past episode, past albums actually have gone... But yeah. the next ones will do less of that. It's uh, metal AF. Yeah. Right, so um, I'm going to talk about uh, what we want to do with this podcast and why we are going to do it. Hookers and blow. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, that's th- I, th- I thought that's why we were going to do it. I mean, if you want to do those hookers and blow, by all means. I mean, I, I, I was promised hookers and blow. I'm. Well, then I'll go out to the hooker and blow store and pick up some hookers and blow just for you, Elliot. God, I feel so special. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I'll put them in the practice space. I'll put them in my room slash studio here. Well, it'll be fine. It'll be good. Ha <laughs> ha, coked up. Yeah. Um, okay. Reasons we want to do this podcast. Number one, uh, music reviews. Elliot and I both love music in all of its forms, and new music especially, and we like to talk about that. Yeah, I, I kind of get annoyed at people that say, you know, all the good music has already happened in like the 70s and 80s. And I'm like, no, that's Seriously, not that's the worst. <laughs> that makes me, that, that like makes me want to just like explode in anger because why, if you just even look a little bit, you'll find it. Yeah, seriously, it's not that hard, especially it's, with the it's internet. It's really just a super lazy thing to say. It, it like, really is. If it, if you like music at all, you can find good new music. It exists. Yeah, and other people can help you. Again, this is the internet. It Not everyone is an asshole. I mean, lots of them are. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are. I am. I, I kind of am, sort of, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we're all assholes here. Yeah. But sometimes we can be informative assholes. Yeah. Um, inform assholes. Inform, inform assholes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So music reviews, uh, top lists. That kind of goes along with that. Uh, we're going to do a uh, list of top lists of the year. Uh, maybe maybe by genre. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to figure that out. Uh, later we're going to do, later in this show, we're going to do the, our, our personal top list of all time. Yep. So uh, just to, so you all can get to know us a little bit more. Oh, just just as a spoiler, um, my list basically just consists entirely of Taylor Swift's 1989. Just so. five times. Yeah, five times. Five times 1989. I mean, do you ever really need any other albums in your life? There were five blank spaces, and I wrote her name on all of them. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. Uh, second thing we want to cover is the uh, local Louisville scene. Uh, being involved in that we're getting more involved in that uh we enjoy that a lot we just want to sort of cover what's happening 
and other bands and other artists. Yeah, so we've met a lot of really cool people. We really have, and we would like to talk about them, maybe bring them on sometime. Yeah, let's corral them in for an interview. Yeah, um, and just sort of... Forcibly. Give some coverage to this really cool scene here that I think a lot of people would enjoy if if they knew more about it. Um, so, uh, So along with that goes music news, so not just Louisville scene, but just general music news. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. Um... Not that big a deal. Uh, another thing I thought we could do was pretty cool would be um, discography adventures, is what Elliot and I have called them for a really long time. Uh, just going through an artist's entire discography, talking about the albums, talking about where the artist was when they made those albums, and just really artistic history. I'd really like to do that. That's something I'm really interested in. Yeah, think, I'm I'm interested in that too. I think Elliot, yeah, Elliot is too. We we be that's something we want to do as well. Um, we could take suggestions on artists to do. Uh, adventures with, uh, or even just just go through them from the beginning of time to the end of time. Yeah. Every artist. Every artist. Um, oh, and uh, Elliot wrote balls here. Oh, right. I totally that's, forgot to delete that. Uh, yeah, Mabby. That's, that's not what we're going to do. Right, so um, we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first uh, in listing our top five albums of all time. All time. This is a Delaware quarter. Right. You want to do that? You want to do the honors? Uh, okay. Sure. You can call it. Call it? Okay. Uh, tails. And it's heads, which means I get to go first. <laughs> Damn it, Delaware. <laughs> Fuck you, Delaware. The worst. <laughs> okay. I feel personally offended by Delaware right now. We should, we should play a show in Delaware. Yes. Totally. Okay. Um... Alright, uh, my top five albums of all time. I'm gonna list them and I'm gonna talk a little bit about each one. Not a whole lot, just a little bit. Um, these are not in any specific order. Nor are mine, it's just... It's, it, it, you can't rank them, you, you know? Can't. It's just too hard. It's hard. Very, very hard. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Okay, um, number one, uh, Loveless, My Bloody Valentine. I'm a huge shoegaze fan. This is the quintessential shoegaze album. Of course. If you haven't heard it, you should go listen to it, like, right now. Like, immediately. Do it. Stop listening to this. Press stop. Yeah. Just just press stop. Go. Actually, what you should do is find the new remastered version and find the version that's remastered from the original analog tapes. Oh, God. That version. That version. Oh. That, that master is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it makes my ears very, very happy. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah, um, every song on this album is perfect. Um, it's got beautiful melodies, glorious guitar textures. Man, those guitar textures. Kevin Shields is a god yeah. amongst men. He really is um, one of my biggest inspirations, yeah. personally. I have to say, this might be a cardinal sin to admit, but as far as shoegaze albums go, I have to say Loveless is in second place for me. Uh, I, as think much I, as I, I think I know what your number one would be. Is it is it Suvlaki? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. really. That's a really. I, I don't really know. Like I love both records, but Suvlaki's Space Station though. That is a fantastic song. That that oh, that's kind of record. That kind of is what just gives it the slight edge for me. But of course, Loveless is still fantastic. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about uh, those two albums is they're kind of representative of like they're both shoegaze, obviously, but they're two like completely separate strains of shoegaze. Yeah, exactly. Which is, like, which is really interesting to me, like, because from the sur- on the surface they're the same genre, but if you look at it deeply, like Loveless is like 
really, really distorted and really, really heavy on texture. Yeah. And uh, while um, Suvlaki, uh, which is by Slow Dive, by the way, for anyone, we didn't mention that earlier, but uh, Suvlaki is like, it's very more dream pop slash. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's got slower tempos and some more, it's, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's more, it's, it's not acoustic, but it has like a slightly more laid back vibe to it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it might I think it may be a little bit more keyboard heavy. Yeah, there are more keyboards on the album definitely. And vinyl of it is actually easy to find. <laughs> that is true. As opposed to Loveless, which good luck. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean there is that there's that German bootleg. <laughs> yeah, there are there are versions of it. I mean they're just I've been I've been hearing between. it's decent quality and it's like Twenty to thirty dollars on Discogs, I'd give it a look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until you Kevin can, Shield you comes can out with find something. it. But it's not official. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, love Shoegaze. Anyway, okay, um, on to my next album, which is In the Airplane Over the Sea by Nutrimilk Hotel. Um, as an indie kid, this is like the Bible of indie kids. Yeah, Like <laughs> basically. Like, this is... It, you pretty... You discover... Everybody discovers this album at some point, and then they're like, oh my fucking god, music is more than what I've known it to be but in the past like everybody listens to this album at some point and has their mind blown if you haven't you should probably do that yeah and sometimes it takes it. more than one listen yeah that, it definitely take it's a grower that that happened with me like mm-hmm. the first time I heard it I was like mm-hmm. okay um I like it but I'm not sure what the big deal is and then I just turned it um turned it on again and it was just like oh my god yeah, it's a grower <laughs> um it definitely takes a couple listens to get into Especially if you don't, if you're not familiar with like, uh, with the underground like fuzzy, noisy underground '90s thing, like with um, just like fuzz folk and the whole Elephant Six collective, yeah, uh, you you should definitely check it out uh, if you have not heard it. Yeah. Um, and really, it it like the the music is on one level, but really it just comes down to Jeff Mangum's just fantastic songwriting. Yeah. You know? Ocomly in particular yeah, is wonderful. Everything, yeah. Like, if you want to make an extended folk track, that's how you do it right I mean, there. Yeah, and it's like eight minutes long, eight minutes of perfection. I really like the the holy shit at the end, that if you turn it up, <laughs> if you turn it up loud enough, you can hear, I think it's, I can't remember his name, but it's the guy from the Apples and Stereo. you can hear him go, holy shit, at the end, because he just heard Jeff Mangum just play this, this unbelievable piece of music and he's just I, I don't know that's kind of an urban legend it may or may not he, like he might have been just like watching a soccer game or something but <laughs> but the, it's on there and it's just it's just really cool and I love yeah. like I love like musical things like that where yeah. you can hear just things that were happening while it was recording yeah. being recorded yeah and it's probably gonna be the last piece of music we get from Jeff Mangum really yeah because um I don't know um we saw Neutral Milk Hotel back in April. Mm-hmm. Great show, by the way. And um, someone, someone in the audience somewhere, just shouted, "We want another album!" <laughs> and Jeff was like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't." And well, there you have it, folks. We're not getting another one. Yeah, I so. mean that. I mean, it's <laughs> as definitive as you can get, right there. Man, I saw Neutral Milk Hotel at at Bonnaroo in 2014, 2013. One one of those years. I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah. And that show was on another level. Oh, yeah. People how many were t- moshing, moshing to Neutral Milk Hotel. Moshing. It was it was incredible. So how People many times crying. have you been to Bonnaroo now? I've been to Bonnaroo five times. 
I wasn't able to go this past past time. You know how many times I've been to Bonnaroo? <laughs> Zero. Times. Zero. You you should do it. It's it's fun. Oh. Uh, okay. Anyway, we can talk about festivals at a different in a different episode for sure. Um, because I'm really into that personally. Uh, see, third one. Um, Loaded by the Velvet Underground. I love the Velvet Underground. Uh, you know what they say about Velvet Underground is that when their first album came out, uh, like. Not that many people bought it, but everybody that did started their own band. Yeah, and, I do not. And I think that, that is true. Um, it continues to be true, even in my case. Yeah, um, uh, loaded itself. I, I had a I had a really hard time picking between. I knew I wanted to put a Velvet Underground album on the list, but I had a really hard time picking between Loaded uh, and Velvet Underground and Nico and um, and self titled. I, I really love um, the second one too. But I haven't listened to that one as much, but it is great. Because um, they're just all such good albums. They're all they're all amazing. Uh, Loaded, to me, though, is just like a perfection of rock and roll. Like, in its most distilled, absolute form, that album is... It, that is it. Um, especially the song, Rock and Roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, there's a lot to say about that. Uh, Lou Reed passed away, I think, two years today. I yeah. Think. Yeah, um, so fantastic songwriter, fantastic musician, fa- interesting person, multi, lots of things that happened in his life. Yeah, you when know. you when you make metal machine music, you, uh, <laughs> you, you you're a pretty interesting guy. Yeah, uh, he's basically single handedly started noise as a music musical movement, which is pretty cool in itself. And and, and like. There's just so much that has that has been said about the Velvet Underground and will continue to be said. Um, next, uh, Kid A, Radiohead. Pretty obvious choice for me, because I'm such a huge Radiohead fan. Uh, Kid A, like, changed my life. It really did. Um, the fusion of electronic music and rock music into one in, so, in such a seamlessly perfect way is just, like... It, it opens a whole nother universe of sound, and um, that that's really, really important to me. Every song is perfect. Lyrics are perfect. Radiohead is perfect. Um, next one's kind of a left-field choice. Uh, uh, not Probably not as many people have heard of this one as they ha- would have had my previous four choices. Uh, but it's an album called Alopecia uh, by a band called Why, with a question mark at the end, so it's like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh... Um, this is a band uh, fronted by a man named Yoni Wolf. Uh, Yoni Wolf is a musician, rapper, and really artist in all sorts of ways. Uh, he helped found the um, Anticon Musical Collective. Um, they, right now, uh, some of you might have heard of Baths, um, the artist music. The Baths, have you heard of Baths? Yeah, uh, I think so. I, I haven't really listened to him, but he's on Anticon. Um, I think he's collaborated with Flying Lotus uh, oh. recently. I think. Yeah, I think I remember that. I'm not. I'm not sure uh, exactly, but um, yeah, the Anticon Collective is like, uh, it's full of all these forward-thinking, really experimental, really interesting hip hop artists. And um, when a lot of people think of hip hop, they think of you know like radio hip hop, but this is like nothing like that at all. <laughs> uh, Alopecia is a fusion of not only hip hop but folk, indie pop psychedelic music noise music it's got everything on it and it's got fantastic songwriting 
it, it's conceptual. It all comes together. I listened to this album all through high school. I had a burnt CD that I just played in my car all the time. It's it's perfect. Yeah, when I yeah. first heard this record, I was actually really surprised at how cohesive it was. It's extremely cohesive, right? Yeah, it's it's really it's really really excellent. Um, yeah, uh, I've got that one on vinyl too. I'm gonna pass it on to Elliot now. It's his turn. <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, so I guess uh, my favorite albums. Um, well, unfortunately, I lied earlier. It's not all 1989. Uh, Damn it, Elliot! You got me going there. I know. I know. I, I let you down. You I let, let everyone me, down. You let me down, man. And I'm sorry. I'm. I don't think we can do this I'm, podcast. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. But hopefully, uh, in time. You all will forgive me. Never. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> okay, so, uh, first album on the list for my all-time favorites are, um, well, is, uh, The Antlers' Hospice. Goddamn what an album. <laughs> all of my crying. Yeah, it's, it is actually <laughs> incredibly dark, but, I mean, it's just done so beautifully, and the concept of it is really well done and um peter silberman the um vocalist is actually pretty guarded as to as to the exact details of the concept and to what extent it's autobiographical and honestly i kind of think that it works to its benefit because it, it kind of makes it more mysterious it's and you an can air of mystery yeah and you really can enjoy. you can relate it to your own life if if um if people listening may or may not know the concept but it's about um it, it is a concept record about a man who falls in love with a uh, hospice cancer patient is basically the synopsis there. Yeah. Um, there's more to it than that, and you should listen to it. Yeah. I mean, and all the all the textures are done so amazingly, whether it's just the sparse piano and ambient things going on in Kettering or just the acapella intro to Wake. Oh, my God. I fucking love wake wake is probably the best track on that record <laughs> that song is incredible and i mean it's, it's just all so well done and there's just emotional peaks and valleys it's just a great album you know the first time i heard this album i put it on while i was going to sleep and i um this is an album you probably have to pay attention to but so i was just putting on put it on while i was going to sleep and i I woke up the next day and I didn't remember any of the album. I just remembered how it made me feel. <laughs> I just felt so sad. So very sad. Yeah, yeah. It, it certainly so does prepare that. prepare your emotions and put that record on. Yeah. Um, the next, uh, next album for me is um, A Natural Disaster by Anathema. And honestly... This is one of the best modern progressive rock records, I think. It's just incredibly atmospheric, and um, it's actually very Floyd-esque. They were, they were kind of in this period where they really were influenced by Pink Floyd, but you can definitely tell it's its own sound. Uh, I have to be honest to say, I haven't heard this record in its, in its full... I've heard, I think I've heard a couple of tracks on it that Elliot showed to me. So I'm not, I don't really know a lot about it. But I, I like the vocoders. <laughs> yeah. Vocoders, man. Yeah, the vocoder, <laughs> the vocoder is in uh, the song Closer, and it's so Oomph. well done. Oomph. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I mean, that song in particular is really nice because it just... 
it's repetitive, but there's so much going on in the background, but that it never feels repetitive. And then it kind of just builds into this epic guitar climax that Anathema just do so well. Yeah. And quite frankly, this song or this album actually is incredibly emotional too. The title track just it kills me every time. Just the yep. chord progression is just haunting the vocals by Lee Douglas just pierced through the heart. As such a Pink Floyd fan, I really ought to check more Anathema out. I really need to do that. Yeah, like, you totally should. Yeah. Especially their later albums. Their early albums are great too, but um, they're like they're straight up gothic doom. Goth doom. It's actually really cool how they transitioned. Um, so, yeah, if you're into progressive rock at all and have not heard Anathema, please do so. Come on, Rick. Listen to Elliot Smith. Ah. <laughs> so that's yeah. That is that is the third album on this Between list. Between the bars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> but um, yeah. The the third album on this is Either Or by Elliot Smith. I kind of adore Elliot Smith, and all of his songs are just so incredibly well done, and. It's just, for this, it's usually a tough pick between either this or self-titled. Because self-titled, I have I a soft spot for. Self-titled is really good. Yeah. Really, really awesome. Yeah, I got a yeah. soft spot for that album because it's what got me into Elliot Smith in the first place. Same. And plus, it's it's a lot it's a lot darker than his usual stuff. And he made a conscious shift away from that, which probably was for the best. But still, I mean, tracks like uh, Christian Brothers, The Biggest Lie... Christian Brothers is amazing. Yeah. But um, I, I, I went with either or just because I felt that the songwriting really improved there. And especially especially the lyricism. Um, like tracks, tracks like Alameda are just incredibly scathing. But it's really poetically done. And the record just has such a nice flow to it. Right, I was just trying to think of one of the songs on there. It's uh, Angelus. Angelus. Oh. Angelus oh. is definitely one of the best tracks he's ever made. And, I mean, it's one of his most well-known, but that's for a good reason. If, if I can, uh, I can sort of play Angelus. I can play the chords to Angelus, but I can, the, the finger picking is so intricate. Yeah, that's and, on a, that's on a Lindsey Buckingham level. Yeah, like, if I can ever learn how to do that, like, I will, my guitarist, like playing will be complete. I'll be done. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah, just go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there are a lot of other tracks on there that are honestly just as great. But um, I, I feel like a lot of a lot of people overlook. Um, there's, there's definitely Rose Parade is the one I'm thinking of. Mm. For some reason, I was having trouble with names. But um, yeah, Rose Parade is awesome. Uh, Punch and Judy. That one is an, that one is excellent with its chorus too. Mm. That that's one of the best choruses on the album, and um, I, I two forty five a.m. definitely grew on me. At, at first, I thought it was kind of filler, but then it just I don't know. It really hit home. You know, it's been a while since I've heard either. Or I think I need to jam it again real quick. <laughs> I need to do that. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Um, in a similar vein. Uh, the next album on the list is uh, Ghosts of the Great Highway by Sun Kill Moon. Now, honestly... Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. I, I honestly adore Mark Kozilek. <laughs> well, what he's doing now... Um, 
We'll talk about that another time. But for, Maybe we'll do a discography adventure of Mark Kozilek at ooh, some point. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. But um, for now, like, Sun Kill Moon, it's just, it's kind of amazing how much of a jump it is from the last Red House Painters album, which was Old Ramon. And, I mean, I've read interviews, and really the only reason he changed from Red House Painters to Sun Kill Moon was just because he wanted a different name. And um, he said it worked. Like, journalists that have completely ignored Red House Painters were all of a sudden talking to him about the new project. But it's also just because of the progression that was that was made. This is this is some of the best work he did since Roller Coaster. And I have heard some of the tracks off Roller Coaster. That yeah, that's that is some, that is some sad shoegaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roller Coaster and Ghost. If I had to pick, if I had to pick two high watermarks of Kozilek's discography, it probably would be those. Um, I mean. I could go on and on about, you know, how excellent Carry Me Ohio is and how, how the arrangement in Gentle Moon just really brings the song together. But I think what really makes that album is Duck Koo Kim. He started playing it with Red House Painters and then it kind of took on a life of its own. And on the album, it's just this gorgeous 14 and a half minute monster of a track that's really... Amazing. <laughs> this is another one of your favorites that I really need to hear. Yeah, I mean, it, it really just flows so naturally, and the last few minutes are just divine. And, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it really holds a unique place in Kozilek's uh, discography, and it's just insanely high quality. Cool. Oh, man, this last one, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, the last one um, is the last one is fry is by an artist that is probably my favorite artist of all time, and I'm probably going to talk about him a lot during this podcast. So, just fucking deal with it. We're just going to have to sit through all these 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 rants, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the last album on this list is Deconstruction by uh, Devin Townsend Project. And this is on. Th- this was something I kind of thought about because a Devin Townsend album had to go on this list for me because he's my all-time favorite musician. His songs just resonate with me so heavily. Um, it was a choice between this or Strapping Young Lad City. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I haven't heard all of it, but what I have heard that is a. That is like the heaviest record I have ever heard, and I haven't even heard all of it. It's, <laughs> it, it, it was my favorite record of all time for a very long while. Uh, but after, you know, kind of reconsidering it for this list, I have to say at this point, Deconstruction resonates a lot more. I think what I love the most about this record is just, it's the most complex, sonically overwhelming album I have ever heard in my life. There's, there is just raging guitars, insane choirs and orchestras, and intense vocal layering from Devin. And the thing is, he makes all of that um, and makes all of that music as a point. And the point is that 
making that kind of massive music is kind of pointless. Wow. That like that's the whole that's the whole point. Damn, son. And um <laughs> that is dedication. Yeah. <laughs> like I I like those kind of albums that throw in everything including the kitchen sink. Um Devin is the kind of artist to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um this album really talks about a lot of things in incredibly unconventional ways. Like cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> I just, it's so funny. To me. It, it is. <laughs> like, one of my f- favorite uh, tracks on this is the first one, uh, Praise the Lord. And. Praise the Lord? Yes. <laughs> and one thing I just love about it is. There's one part in the middle where, um, but right before the guitars kick in, where Devin is just crooning about how sober he is, and then immediately after, he's just like, give me that wine! Give me that acid! And it's oh, just, wow. oh, it's, it's honestly just perfect and actually really funny. But, I don't know, there's just, there's a lot of deep stuff on it, too. Like, Planet of the Apes is just about him being a provider for his family. Um, Sumeria is about the history of human violence oh, and um and uh that leads us to the title track um yeah that's the cheeseburger one no let yes. let me let me explain this story <laughs> yes this this song is about a man who wants to know everything that there is to know about life the universe and everything he has to know the true nature of reality it's 42 and, and so he goes, um, he ends up going to hell and meeting the devil himself, who presents him with all of the secrets of the known universe. And he's like, okay, I'm ready, bring it on. And it's a cheeseburger. You know, that's a very, you know, I just said 42, and that sounds to me like something Douglas Adams would do. I mean, I think that's like in, uh, something similar happens in one of the, uh, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide, guide. yeah. yeah. And Devin strikes me as that kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Like, it's absurd, but it's also profound. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it is. Because, I mean, this whole thing was just a story about how searching for the ultimate meaning of everything is pointless. Because all, it's just all just a cheeseburger. Yeah, all you, know? you get is a cheeseburger. Fuck it, it's cheeseburgers. It's yeah. all cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers all the way down. Yeah. So... I just, I just really love how, how profound it is, just in a completely absurd way. I dig it. And the music matches it, and it's just this 70-minute clusterfuck that just works together so amazingly well. And even after four years, four years of hearing this record, I still hear new things in it. Like, there's just so many layers going on. Sonically dense. Yeah, and that's 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 just a kind of record I, I really like, and um, that's cool. Yeah, that that's in a nutshell why I love Devin. All right, um, that that about sums up both of our five favorite albums of all time. Um, we'll probably close up this episode pretty soon, um, but be on the lookout for our next episodes where we're gonna start doing reviews of uh, new music. Um, we'll probably start by reviewing some things that are already out, uh, just some things that came out 
fairly recently. Yeah. Just so we can get our opinions out on those things. Yeah. Um, we could probably fit in some newer releases. Probably some newer releases. I, I know but, I can I can touch one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm probably gonna refrain from actually like assigning a rating, um, because I, I I don't like to assign numbers to to subjective art. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably ascribe to the same thing. Although, I may just say like gun to my head, I'd give it this. Yeah. Just yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, just uh, to make things a little easier. I'm not gonna do a pitchfork. Seven point two, <laughs> six point four. Three point one nine seven two zero or ten, depending on your point of view. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Um, we will. We will. You'll be hearing from us very soon. Uh, I am. I am Jonah, and I'm Elliot, and uh, we will talk to you later, or maybe not. Or maybe not. Depends if we die. Fuck you. Don't tell the poor people to fuck themselves. We love the people. Sorry. Yeah. Apologize. <laughs> I, I just did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Alright, bye everyone. <laughs>